0: This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this programme available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorized financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. to Radio Kidnappers. The voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a programme called Real Wealth, and it's a programme all about building wealth or hanging on to what wealth you have got. And it's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Glenn Trillo from the Stewart Group in Hastings. How are you going, Glenn? Good, thank you, again. Just remind our listeners, before we get into today's topic, which is all about uh, New Zealand rental changes, um, what's the Stewart Group all about?
1: Yeah, sure. So we're, we're a financial planning company based here in the Hawke's Bay in Hastings. Uh, we're very much a goals-based, holistic um, planning Organisation, mm-hmm. So we look at um, the client's goals and objectives and we build a plan around those. And we also include um, KiwiSaver and all things risk insurance as well. And you're all experts in your field, that's a great thing. We sure are. We, yep. We're all experts and we're all authorised financial advisors um, yep. for those of us who are advisors. Yep. Yep.
0: Now you want to talk today about uh, changes to New Zealand rental homes. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so um, there's a discussion document out at the moment. Um, the Labour-led government is proposing some changes um, to enhance, uh, I think, protection for tenants um, and for those who go into tenancy agreements. Um, landlords, I think, will be... Some of them are feeling that they're going to be adversely affected by these changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is was, there was a discussion document um, underway at the moment. and But certainly, if these changes go ahead... Individually, they don't um, mean an awful lot, but collectively, um, yeah, there, there certainly could be some changes um, for the landlords, and uh, whether or not some of them will choose to exit the um, the property market as landlords.
0: And uh, that's actually it's it's happening, isn't it? There are people getting out of it because it would seem to me, looking from the outside in, mm. that uh, the changes are all for. And one might say for the good of, uh, of the tenant. Yep. But, uh, I mean, there was a lot of good landlords out there anyway.
1: Oh, very much so. Um, and it's like anything. Um, you know, there are, for the majority, majority of tenants are good tenants. The majority of landlords are good landlords. And the majority of landlords are just mum and dad investors. Um, they're not, I think, almost as um, some parts of the media likes to portray them as um, people who have a particular portfolio of properties. Most landlords are, are one owner, maybe two owner property landlords only, and look after the tenants and look after their property.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the uh, clauses that we could talk about today is, for instance, uh, one of the clauses we're looking at right now is that you're not allowed to say you can't have any pets.
1: Yeah, so that's, um, that's a, um, a discussion point. Um, I mean, that's not to say that they won't have a limit on pets, mm-hmm. but it looks as though going forward the ability of a landlord to say no from the outset just because, you know, due to the fact that you have a dog, um, it looks like it's going, could well be, um, the ability to do that, it's going to be removed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which from a landlord's point of view is highly unfair, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I certainly would have thought so. Um, I mean, most landlords are pretty good when it comes to a cat, for example. Yeah. They'll, they'll allow a, a cat or two. Um, but a dog's quite a different proposition. Sure. Um, and then you look at... Well, a dog's a dog, but there's a big difference between a Chihuahua and a German Shepherd living on your property. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting where that one goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, just if I was a landlord and I said to you, like, you can rent my house, but these are my rules, mm-hmm. and if you don't like my rules, don't rent my house. Then surely
1: it's got to be that simple, doesn't it? Uh, Many landlords believe so, um, but it's not going to be. Now, there's always been tenancy protection and um, and rights of tenants, and and I think that's a good thing. Um, But this government is looking at expanding those rights, and the landlords would say, well, okay, but then our rights are being diminished as a landlord. Indeed. Um, Because as you've just mentioned, It is their property. It is their investment.
0: Exactly. Another one is uh, a ban on fixed-term tenancies. I mean, that must be another hard one for landlords to swallow. I mean, if I said to you, look, I've got this house you can have it for 12 months.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, either a ban or a tightening of the rules around fixed-term tenancies, which um, I I I struggle to grapple with that one Mm. um, because I think perfectly legitimate reasons why you would have a fixed-term tenancy. I think the reason um, they're looking at that is they are concerned probably – about the likes of um, uh, Airbnb, for example. So yeah. if you're in a bit of a holiday hotspot yeah. that as a landlord you rent out your property on a um, on a regular tenancy agreement during the quiet winter months, but come the summertime you don't want them in there anymore because you can enhance your income. So I guess it's a government way of um, looking at that situation um, and just trying to give a bit more certainty for, for tenants. So I, I think that's be the reason for it.
0: Although there would be certainty, wouldn't there? Um, If you said to a tenant, this house is available from June. Until November.
1: There's your your certainty, right? certainty, right? That's the argument. That's the argument. That is the argument. There's there's your certainty. And I I
0: suppose where we might be going with this uh, chat is that we should be talking about diversification here because uh, there's another amazing one. Tenants' rights to make modifications.
1: Well, if I rented you my house, Mm. I wouldn't want to come and find a new doorway that you put in. No, no. And and I think the, the thrust of this idea is not major modifications, but just some small alterations, modifications that I guess a tenant would say, well, look, if I'm going to be here long term, I want to make it homely, I Mm -hmm. want to make it a home. Um, But a landlord may say, well, look, I don't really want you to put a cushion rail there or put up um, a fixed thing on the wall that you're going to be driving through, not just pitcher hooks, but driving through uh, screws and four-inch nails through. I've got a concern with that. Um, so there's discussions on that as well.
0: Another thing which has happened or, or is going ahead is the removal of letting fees. Now I think the government might be being naive here mm. that yeah you know, okay, so okay, we you can't have a letting fee, but one might have to suggest that the average person is going to
1: think that's going to be absorbed into the rent. Yeah, and I think there's um there's probably um, some evidence of that currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I It escapes me just at the moment, but um, it appears as though the name of it, by the way, but it it appears as though the letting agencies, because the letting fees have been taken away, Mm -hmm. they are looking at replacing that income, so they are now charging the landlord uh, like a finders' type fee. Yeah. Okay. So they've passed that um, fee from the tenant to the landlord. Well, the next result of that is probably the landlord is going to turn around and pass it on to Absolutely. the tenant yep. as an increased rent. Because um, at the end of the day, everyone wants their money, right? So, of um, course. Unfortunately, on that one, I can I can see the I can see the reason behind it, what the government is wanting to do, mm. but the unintended consequence is you're probably just going to sure. see increased rent.
0: Smoke and mirrors, isn't it? Smoke and mirrors, yeah. yeah. Another interesting one is that require purchases to take on the tenant of any rental property during the sale of a property.
1: Yeah, and that comes back to there's a, um, there's a proposal to increase a tenancy termination from notice period from 42 mm-hmm. to 90, 90 days in, in all circumstances. So at the moment, the landlord is required to give 90 days notice um, unless the either a family member is going to move in then it's 42 days notice or if you're selling the property there's another one as well but those are the two main reasons so as a landlord if you decide to sell the property you can give 42 days notice to the tenant it now looks as though the proposal is you got to give 90 days notice Mm -hmm. end of story yeah and if that's the if that's the case then if you are purchasing the property you then have to If you want to settle within three months, you then have to accept that you're going to be a reluctant landlord for a period of time. Um, Or you're going to have to wait 90 days, have a deferred settlement period on the takeover on that property. That causes problems. It causes causes problems from the bank because if you're borrowing money, they are having to extend the approval for borrowings to you for a three-month duration. So that's a issue for some banks. It could be an issue for you because if you have something that changes in your world. Of course. And all of a sudden the bank says, well, I'm not so keen to lend you money, but you say, well, I have to settle on this because I'm legally obligated. Mm. That increases, it's unlikely, but increases the opportunity for something to change in your world and for you not to settle on the property because three months is a long time. It is. Um so, yeah, look, it, it increases the uh, the rights of the tenants, but I think causes, once again, unattended consequences.
0: Do you think it actually gives more certainty for tenants? When I look at it, I think, well, who'd want to be a landlord? So, therefore, I won't buy a rental property. So,
1: therefore, there'll be less um, property available for rentals. And that's the argument. Um, it's... I mean, certainly, I, th- I think um, the government wants to adopt a more of an approach you can see overseas um, in some European countries where uh, tenants have long, genuine long term mm. um, tenancies. Um, but in doing so, as I say, there's unintended consequences. I think some investors will look at this and go, you know, this is just yep, this is too me. hard because yep. there, there are alternatives to property. Dead right. Mm.
0: Now. We used to think that bricks and mortar were the Valhalla of investing, but you've got some
1: cautionary tales for us that come from Australia. Tell us about those. Yeah, so this is quite topical in Australia at the moment, particularly in the main centres. Um, So if you take Melbourne and Sydney, Sydney is down 7.5%. Is that significant? Significant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is significant. Um, A very well-known commentator in Australia has said the worst sorry, the best-case scenario is you're looking at about a 15% drop. The worst case is 30 to 45%. Now, I'm very much aware that if you've got a view, you can go out and get a supporting view to support it. Um, And there's commentators stating all sorts. But there is a common consensus in Australia now that particularly in the main cities, their housing market, is not just cooling, is now absolutely on the decline. Sure. Um, and you rem- the Australian housing market, when you look at the um, house price versus income, is one of the highest in the world. And New Zealand and Ireland is not that far behind. No. Um And I've got a feeling, there's, there's more to it than this, but I've got a feeling that people in these major metropolitan areas are saying, you know, the houses are not worth this amount. I'm not going to pay what you're wanting. But it's really
0: only an issue when the price drops, isn't it? If you're selling, I mean if you buy a house today and you pay, let's say you pay $800,000 for it and I'm not saying it's going to be your forever home, but you might be thinking, okay, I'm going to be there for the next 10 or 15 years, maybe. Yep. And then next year, the house price drops by 10%. Mm-hmm. It's only a big deal if you're trying to sell it, isn't it? If, you, if you're happy to stay there, well, it's it's uh, swings and roundabouts, isn't
1: it? I thoroughly agree. Um, first of all, you need a roof over your head. Yep. So whether you own a property or whether you become a tenant, you need a roof over your head, so needs must. Um, you're right if you're buying and selling in the same market, Bit of a shrug of the shoulders. Where it comes into play though, I mean, if you had a significant property correction today, you can wake up tomorrow and say, well, nothing's really changed. My income, my job, my self employment has remained the same, so I can still service my mortgage, Mm -hmm. so nothing's changed. The problem it creates is if you are needing to move for employment, you need to move locations. The problem it creates is if you do have a change in your circumstances, you're made redundant, um, your business um, uh, folds, or um, you know you can it becomes insolvent. You need to sell the property. That's where you uh, you are in strife, yeah. or can be in strife.
0: Perhaps if we looked at it like that, though, no one'd ever buy a house, would
1: they? Well, that's correct. You know, you take the risk of the table, and you would rent. Yeah. Um, as I say, I mean, it's a roof over your head first and foremost. Um, So it's a needs must, you buy the home But I guess the cautionary tale is We've seen in Australia House prices, particularly in the major metropolitan areas Are on the decline Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's probably um, There's no argument there And can it happen in New Zealand? Um, Absolutely The New Zealand market at the moment is quite fickle Um, Auckland seems to be not growing anymore There is growing evidence in some areas that we are seeing decline in values. Um, Houses in many areas are not selling at auction like they used Mm -hmm. to anymore. Um, People aren't getting the premium that they thought they were getting. People are becoming more cautious. But there are still some areas in New Zealand um, which the market is still increasing. So it's not a – whereas go back a year or 18 months ago – every year in New Zealand was increasing in value. Many of them were double digits. Now, that's not true. There are some areas which are actually declining, um, and it's quite an unbalanced property market.
0: What do you put it down to? Do you put it down to a cycle, or do you put it down to, let's not use that word socialist government, but <laughs> it's, it's very easy to blame the government, isn't it? But yeah. let's presume that uh, there was a, a national or conservative government in mm-hmm. place at this moment, with your experience, would you be seeing the same results? I
1: I, I would have thought so. I mean, certainly these proposed measures about rental properties and changing the tenancy um, hasn't come into effect yet. And it is still a discussion Mm. document, okay, so it may not happen. So I don't think that's it. It it hasn't actually come into effect, so it's not biting. Our economy is still doing well. Mm. We still have low interest rates. We have... A surplus, which has been, um, um, you know, advised, which is certainly greater than what most people predicted. So the economy is doing well. So it's not that. I, I my feeling is, um, people are starting to question: really, are, are property actually worth this amount? Is, yeah. is eye-watering when mm, it is. the amount that you have to pay for the property. Right. And I think people are starting to question that.
0: I wonder though uh, you'll be fully aware of this that some banks recently been offering mortgage rates at under four percent. Mm. Now, that sounds like it's great news. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at a house which is worth, say, I don't know, let's say it's worth eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. First of all, you've got to have one hundred and sixty thousand dollars saved before you can buy that house. Before you can get this mortgage, which is under four percent. So.
1: That's not really a big deal, is it? Yeah, 20% deposit, minimum yeah. deposit. Um, so really good if you own a property and have done for a while, so you've seen the capital gain. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can remortgage or, or, or um, choose that rate with your bank. I think the rate that you're probably referring to, the banks are offering 3.95% yep. fixed for 12 months. Look, very g- good rate, doesn't seem to be any strings attached. So you know it is what it is. So there's a there's a question, is there a mortgage war? Starting here uh, for the benefit, hopefully, of um, home owners who can get a cheap interest rate.
0: Does it really encourage first home owners though? Um, I understand what you're saying about remortgaging because then you've got a bit of capital to do renos and all that sort of stuff. Yep. But a first home buyer in New Zealand, in
1: particular, at the moment, who can save $160,000? Yeah, yeah, and and that's 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 um, a very good question. I mean, there are. Um, availability for sort of 10% deposits out there as well mm. um, through KiwiSaver, we the first home buyers, grants and the like. Um, but then you don't get that attractive interest no. rate. Okay. Um, so, you know, I just hope what it doesn't do is encourage people because very low interest rates, I'm actually going to say something and then I'm, I'm probably going to then say another thing that's mm. going to perhaps prove me wrong. Lower interest rates probably helps to drive house prices, right? Because yep. if you can borrow money sure. at a lower rate, then you can afford to spend more on a property. Having said that, under the previous under the Helen Clark Labor League government, we didn't have particularly low interest rates; they were eight mm. eight odd percent, nine percent. But we still saw a significant increase in property value. So I've said one thing, and yet just counter what I just yeah. said. But but all things being equal, lower interest rates should. Um, stoke the property market. Um, what I'm concerned about is, and I've said this before, and commentators have been this, saying this for a few years now interest rates won't stay where they are, mm. they will go up. And I'm just concerned that when they do, what's going to happen to the housing market?
0: Although the Reserve Bank just held that interest, interest rate it, for the next two years, so they're confident that. the economy is going to be strong.
1: Yeah, they've indicated for the next two years, assuming that there's no changes Mm. um, uh, in the global economy. Um, Having said that, there's growing concerns between China and the US, where there's economic concerns about the tariffs and a trade war, and or the unthinkable, a military Mm. um, confrontation. So... You know, things can change. Um, we've we've just seen Brexit, um, they've hammered out a deal. Yeah. Looks <laughs> like it's going to be passed, but will Theresa may keep a job? I'm not sure. Um, a lot can happen. Yeah. Mm.
0: No, 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 no doubt about it. We live in a bit of a paradise, don't we, right here in New Zealand. So I suppose what we're saying, this is a pretty gloomy show, to be quite honest, when we're looking at uh, either being involved <laughs> as a, a property owner. So it does reinforce what you say. Every time we come on this program, that it's all about
1: diversification, not keeping all your eggs in one basket, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, very much so. I, I'm very much aware of the New Zealand love affair of property, mm. um, and I'm, you know, as I sit here and we talk about this um, topic, mm. I'm not against property as an investment at all. Okay, um, I have and I will own property again, um, rental properties. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, I'm an advocate for diversifying your investments. Don't put it all into property, okay? So do diversify, whether it's into shares or bonds or other investment vehicles. So do diversify. But when you own property as an investment, so a rental property, just be aware of your requirements as a landlord. They are Those requirements are going to... Um, strengthen or or, or the uh, burden has become more burden on you yep. as a, as a um, landlord so just be aware of them and just go into this with your eyes wide open. I wonder um, just putting it back on you there talking about eyes wide open mm. you mentioned that you might want to own
0: property again as an investment and you know, I get uh, renters in but if the government do put into uh, law all of these proposed changes that we've spoken about today would you really want to be a landlord again?
1: Yeah, would I want to be a landlord again? Um, I, I I wouldn't discount it mm-hmm. simply because of these changes. So to answer your question, I, I would consider being a land- landlord again. It, certainly, though, um, I would always ensure that I am well diversified in my investment. So mm-hmm. I would I would not ever just put all my eggs into all my money into property. No. Okay, um, I because also. Governments will change. I don't know how long this government will be in for. It will change at yeah. some point. So, <laughs> yes, uh, so cool. whether it's in 2000 and what are we, 20 yes. or, or what have you. Yeah, Exactly. Glenn, it's
0: been our pleasure to talk with you on Real Wealth. Just to remind our customers or our listeners uh, if we
1: need to contact you for some advice, where is the Stewart group? Sure. So we're located at 204 Karamu Road in Hastings. And what's your phone number there? Eight seven eight eight nine six one. But on your Glenn. look after yourself. We'll talk
0: the same time, same place next time. All
1: right, thanks, Glenn. Thank
0: The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorized financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this programme available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.